0: Well, ho, 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 Merry Advent.
1: That is the happiest I've ever seen you, or heard you, I should say. No kidding. I did not expect that. Is there a buried Kris Kringle in there, in that rough and, and, you know, solemn exterior? (laughs) Uh, This is
0: uh, (laughs) is the last podcast of the semester, so go big or go home. Um, So I guess at this point, I'm planning for this to come out on Friday, uh, so at this point, you're turkey triglycerides or whatever the heck we talk about with that every year should be settling down uh, and you should be uh, ready to transition now to the wonderful, beautiful, merry and bright Christmas season. Um, So at Trace each year, we spend some time uh, celebrating the Advent season. And if you're like me, you probably didn't grow up talking about Advent or hearing about Advent, um, and you might not know much about uh, Advent. I know for me, um, growing up, we never had an Advent anything uh, in my church, and then I, you know, went to college. I went to a Baptist uh, Bible college, and of course, You know, Baptists not being very liturgical, um, we did not have a... Not at least
1: within the past... Oh, I don't know, fifty to sixty years, but right. historically Baptists have been liturgical.
0: yeah, at least a, a bit. And so, anyway, I I, didn't, I wasn't educated in like on the church calendar very much, so we didn't talk about Advent per se. Um, you followed and
1: more of the Hallmark calendar than the church calendar.
0: We didn't even do that. Um, it was just like <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just it, it's just not relevant, you know, in your classes at uh, especially a Baptist. Uh, Bible college, or and then even you know seminary. That's not something that we've we've done because it's not important that you be familiar with uh, you know the liturgical calendar of the church to be a minister at most Baptist churches. So uh, if you're like me, then you might be interested in learning more about Advent and why we do it, why we celebrate it, and what the value is in it for doing it in our church. So um, I am trying to come at this. Uh, from the perspective of someone who doesn't know much about Advent, which is easy to do because I don't. Um, and so I'm well, you've going... have come
2: to the right place, man, because you've got two experts, you know, right here. We know... Yeah, I Googled this 15 know. minutes ago. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh said, hey, give me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So...
0: Uh, well, that's good. That should inspire confidence. Um, so I'm going to be asking some questions of Matthew and Josh, uh, about Advent as our lead pastor and worship pastor. Um, so that they can hopefully give us a bit of insight for Advent, uh, this year. And hopefully we'll even be able to put this in the bank and, uh, you know, bring this out in years to come. So anyway, um, uh, I want to go ahead and just start with the most basic question. um, what is advent i'll direct that at josh like what is it um and um yeah I'll just i'll just let you go uh with the, the basics on that
1: yeah sure well i actually had a uh, an upbringing similar to yours i mean i think the the christmas celebration in my church growing up was certainly rich but it wasn't uh, advent per se you know it it wasn't the sort of focused recognition uh that we're trying to bring about you know, here at at our church and um, sort of in keeping with what churches have done throughout history and churches do all over the world. Uh, And so I certainly wouldn't say that what I grew up with was broken, but I think there were some things that, um, you know, we're missing that, that, you know, could have really enriched my upbringing and, and, you know, celebrating, these things. Advent literally means coming, and so when you hear the word advent, you're, you're thinking the coming of something, you know, the advent of, tech. you know, the information age, and the coming of, you know, what we all live in now, or the advent of the social media age. Maybe you've, you know, heard that word referred to in more of a, you know, secular context, but uh, when we talk about advent, obviously, within the church, we're talking about the coming Of Jesus, and so when we celebrate Advent, we're celebrating all month long, uh, all throughout December, uh, we're celebrating the coming of Jesus, and namely the first coming of Jesus. And so, what we want to do is turn our attention and our affections toward, uh, you know, the the sort of outset of the gospel, so to speak, the the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to focus on throughout December. And uh that's that's really been a rich, you know, tradition in the history of the church. And I'll kind of let Matthew speak more to the history of Advent and you know why why and how we stand in line with those who've come before us to celebrate that.
0: Yeah, that's what um that's one thing that I was wondering when I started thinking about this is like what is the background of Advent? You know, like who celebrates this? Is it um you know, obviously, like I said, most of us as Baptists, like, did not come in contact with this. So, like, Matthew, is this, like, some Catholic thing you're making us do? Or or what? What's going on here?
2: Uh, of course. Uh, you know, obviously.
0: You love the, making us do the Catholic I, stuff. I,
2: I do, yeah. introduce catechisms, you know, uh, obviously. With Lent. 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 We started Lent last year. So, obviously, in keeping with, with my, uh, you know, secret plan of of drawing us into the true church, the Catholic church, you know, we have to keep mm-hmm. it up and do Advent again.
0: Yeah, he's a mole for the Pope.
2: Yeah, a mole for the Pope, that's exactly right. No, um, it, it, you know, this This is only funny if you know how reformed I, I, I am. So, um, uh, yeah, Advent, so Advent is a season in the church calendar, so you mentioned the liturgical calendar earlier, and if you did grow up Baptist, like, you know, a lot of folks in our church did or, you know, in any other lower, lower church Protestant denomination— uh, you most likely did not follow the liturgical calendar. So Advent is, is one season in the liturgical calendar along with Lent, you know, as, as you mentioned Lent. Christmas is, is not just a day in, in the church calendar, it's a season, uh, which goes from Christmas Eve all the way until, um, or Christmas Day all the way until January 6th, which January six is Epiphany, which starts the the season of Epiphany and goes all the way to Lent and then from there Pentecost you know all the way back and it and it essentially follows the life of Jesus so Advent is is really toward the end of of the church calendar uh, the liturgical calendar um, the history of this is is a little uncertain. Um, we know where we start seeing official writings about you know Advent as an official season uh, that that you know Christians started to to recognize. Uh, that happened, you know, around the fourth century. Um,
0: so that's that's pretty early because we like, really a early. lot of our biblical manuscripts are that old. Yes. So that's yes. that's very old.
2: It's it's very old. Um, uh, very early uh, Christians started recognizing Advent. Uh, a lot of scholars believe that Advent originally served as as a preparation uh, for baptism of new Christians. On Epiphany, so Epiphany predates Advent, and so you would have, you know, this feast that the the church would would recognize, and uh, they would have. You know mass baptisms. You know on that day, and so in leading up to that, they would they would they would prepare the ones who were going to be baptized, and so uh, that they believe that's how it started. They would spend forty days in prayer and fasting, and there really originally wasn't very much connection between Advent and Christmas, the 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 coming of Christ, um, actually. Advent as we know it today it, you know it was not explicitly linked to the first coming of Christ until the middle ages so originally advent uh, which Josh said is is literally just you know from the latin adventus coming um was was mostly focused on the second coming of Christ uh h- historically um, Advent, something that is celebrated by all traditions within Christianity—Orthodox, Catholic, Protestants—we we all um, uh, recognize Advent to a, to a certain extent. Even if some of us lower church folks don't don't recognize the whole calendar, we we have you know kept in keeping with the uh, the history of the church and and celebrated Advent. Um, also historically, um, Advent celebrations would. Even though they originally only focused on the second coming, they eventually became, uh, you know, focused on the first coming as well. So you would have the first two weeks, Advent is is you know there are four Sundays in Advent leading up to to Christmas Eve, um, and the first two weeks would be focused on the second coming of Christ, and and then the the final two weeks of Advent would be focused on um, you know the first coming
0: of Christ. So
2: yeah, it's a little bit a little bit of history there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And so, um, when we, we talk about celebrating, um, an Advent season, uh, what do we have to gain as compared to, you know, like a, a Christmas sermon series that many of us may have? Like, um, are we just trying to take the Christ out of Christmas here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah. So is what what's the, what's the good and what good does this do for our church to celebrate this?
2: Yeah, it's, well, first it helps us. When we t- speak about Advent, we're not, we're not saying that Advent is, is replacing Christmas. Advent, as I said in the church calendar, it's, it's separate from it. It's, you have the Advent season that leads up to Christmas, leads up to the Christmas season. So Advent is a season of preparation. It's, it's a season of anticipation, and it's a season of waiting. So there, there, whenever you look at it that way and you view Advent, you're looking at the weeks leading up to Christmas, um in the days leading up to Christmas, uh, we'll talk about practices here in a minute, but you know you may have been in churches where you light a candle you know every single week that that's a spiritual act of waiting you know you you light one candle one week and then the next week you light the second and it's it's anticipation that's growing as Christ, who is the light of the world is is coming and it it situates us um, in the place of the Israelites who were waiting for the arrival of of the Messiah so uh, when you celebrate advent you you do have the opportunity to to wait. Whereas if you just focus on Christmas and you only focus on the fact that Christ has already come, uh, you sort of skip that. And so so it's a, it's a really important opportunity to, to exercise and practice really who we are. And, and when you link the first coming of Christ to the second coming, you you understand that that you are and Josh re-enters the room. Um, you, you recognize that yes we we are very much like the the israelites who were waiting for the messiah and so yeah by focusing on advent you get to actually practice you know what they practiced as they were waiting for the first coming we look back to and celebrate the first coming of Jesus, but we also look forward to and wait for the return of Christ.
0: Right. Yeah. We're just kind so it's kind of like we're putting ourselves in the shoes of those people who are awaiting the Messiah for a bit of time. Yes. Um, And this way we kind of get to have our cake and eat it too, where we celebrate, you know, the anticipation and it has a bigger payoff um, once we've spent this time anticipating, like when the celebration of Christ's arrival comes. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Sorry I had to step out. I was anticipating Someone coming to pick up our double stroller, uh, which we sold to someone. Uh, so that's kind of an end of an era for us. They're I'll be growing out the rest of the podcast. <laughs> wow, yeah. that would not make me sad. I would be
2: <laughs> jumping up and down, <laughs> celebrating. Like, those kids can walk now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no more pushing. Um, oh man! Yeah. So speaking of kids, um, so when we are getting ready for this Advent season, um, you know, how, so this would be a good question for like all of the, you know, type a doers, um, who would be listening uh, at our church. Um, what are some things that we can do, um, in our personal life and and also in our home to, uh, go through this Advent season to, to celebrate it and to, uh, let it be a chance to actually transform us for discipleship to happen in our homes, and our personal lives. So that's question to Mr. Poor.
1: Sure. Uh, well, one of the richest, I think, aspects of the Christmas season, the Advent season is the music. So I mm-hmm. think one of the most practical things you can do is turn that, you know, holiday station on in your car and group Bing some Bean Crosby. Re- <laughs> Crosby and Mariah Carey, I know. <laughs> uh, which is great. By the way, holiday tunes are fun, but even more importantly are the hymns that come along with this season. They're some of the richest hymns that we have, and uh, I, for one, I'm really looking forward to singing those on Sundays, but uh I think having those on in the car, along with Bing Crosby, having those on in your home, familiarizing your children um, with the hymns of Advent is one of the best things that, that you can do. And along with that you know, uh, check out the number of different family devotionals that you can find on the Gospel Coalition. We'll link to their Advent resource page. Um, in the... I, I love saying that because I know that
2: I don't have to link to it, but I love putting <laughs> that pressure on Avery. That's right. say it in the podcast, he has to go back
0: and do
1: it. That's right, and I, I already emailed it to you, so. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I can link it, it, but I can't embed the text, so it's, the description <laughs> ends up being, you know, like paragraphs and paragraphs of just random numbers and uh, characters. So. It,
1: that's awesome. So so efficient. Uh, I would love to recommend the Advent devotional that we use with our children, um, but I honestly can't remember the, the name of it uh, or the, the author. Uh, and I would have looked before I came in this morning, but we haven't unpacked our Christmas stuff yet. Uh, so <laughs> I can't tell you the name of that one. Uh, I will eventually. Uh, maybe Avery can link to it if you uh, send it to me
0: in time. I'll <laughs> even consider going back to this section in the audio file and just adding it. Like, okay. so uh, Josh Mimic, mimicking st-
1: my voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, there, there's a lot of good resources out there. Whether you do something daily, there's a lot of good like daily Advent right. devotionals you can do with your kids that shouldn't take more than five minutes or so. Um, or if you do something weekly, at the very least, spend time on Sundays reflecting with your family. Family maybe over lunch or at some point in the evening. The the sermon that was preached that day. Yes, we will be preaching through um, some of the episodes of yeah. the Christmas narrative uh, in December, and uh, and so at the very least do that with your family. But again. Uh, you can you can check out those resources. Gospel Coalition has just a number of different wonderful resources, from books to devotionals to calendars to music. Right. Um, you know, we all love to get into. I, I should say, we all love. Not everyone loves to get into the Christmas spirit. Uh, if you're not someone, I should say, who loves, you know, to get into the, you know, sort of Clark uh, Griswold Christmas, uh, you know, spirit. This is a good opportunity for you to even dive deeper than, yes. you know, than, than what our culture sort of holds out as what you should be doing during Christmas. There can be uh, a lot of meaning for you and your family uh, to celebrate what we're meant to celebrate throughout the Advent season, even mm-hmm. if you're someone who struggles during this time of year, um, you know, sort of imparting to your children, hey, it's not about the Bing Crosby, Mariah Carey, You know, sort of typical stuff that you encounter in December, we can go deeper than that. We can look to the scriptures and see how, uh, and, and, you know, history, we can look to history and see how we, you know, celebrate something so much deeper throughout the Advent season. Mm -hmm. So imparting that to our children, regardless of, you know, whether, whether you normally have a Holly Jolly or a Blue Christmas, uh, based on your life circumstances, uh, we all should, you know, find deep-rooted joy and pass that on to our kids.
2: Yeah, and that's that's really important, and it is another reason why we sh- we celebrate Advent before we celebrate Christmas. Um, there's a great quote by Bonhoeffer uh, when he speaks of, of Advent. Bonhoeffer says the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. And I just, I love that quote. So this year in particular, I mean, this has been the year of waiting, right? Like, I mean, we we have had to wait and wait and wait for for so many different things. We do not have to list them off. And and for us to enter into an intentional time of waiting and anticipation for something greater to come, whereas we are, of course, situated in redemptive history where we're able to look back and, and, and celebrate the coming of Christ initially, we also are able to look forward with deep hope that Christ is coming back and he's going to set all things right. And one day there will be no sickness, there will be no disease, there will be no isolation. And and yeah, so Advent gives us an opportunity to, to exercise um, in practice what we experience in our hearts, waiting on Christ.
1: Yeah, that brings true, true tidings of comfort and joy. Yes. That you can't feel unless you feel that, that tension. You yes. Know, unless you come to grips with you know, the the pain and suffering and darkness in our world. Mm. Um, you know, if you don't know those things or realize those things or at least recognize those things, you know, the tidings are not going to be all that comfortable or joyful for you. Right. You know, so it's good for us to live within that tension and, you know, pass that that importance on to our kids.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. that's uh, Yeah, the come Lord Jesus, you know, feeling has mm-hmm. never been stronger, uh, I feel like, for me than this year. Uh, if I could give just one personal recommendation for um, just an idea, I'm just throwing it out there. You don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, would like to suggest the idea of maybe taking a break for social media for this season, mm. just because this year has made so many of us so ornery. Um, and <laughs> I think a lot of that has been driven by uh, social media interactions, much more than our you know personal interactions that we have with people. And uh, that doesn't mean, like, obviously, the state of our, you know, world right now doesn't mean, like, don't read the news, doesn't mean, like, just totally unplug from reality. I just mean maybe, maybe consider taking a break to focus more intentionally on uh, those things that are distinctively true about Advent, uh, those those things that encourage anticipation, uh, that encourage, like, those spiritual gratification right, yeah that encourage um, yeah that encourage growth in our hearts as opposed to just well, you know.
2: know in keeping with the history of the church, I mean a lot of times we think of Lent as being the season for fasting and prayer, but Christians throughout the ages during Advent would fast and pray. so yeah, it wouldn't be a bad time to do that as well. Um, I actually have a personal practice. I started last year. Um, and I adopted it for actually didn't adopt it, I took it directly from uh, the, uh, the common rule. Um, and we'll link to that too. I know Avery will do that, and I'll <laughs> send it all to you. Um, but the common rule there's a rule that, that they have for the Advent season where it says no phone while waiting. So when you find yourself waiting at a stoplight, you know, where, wherever you are in line at the store, you don't, you know, we're always prone to just pull our phones out anytime we're waiting. So you, you intentionally feel. You know what it's like to wait, so you keep your phone in your pocket. You don't. So through the Advent season, that's that's one thing that I personally do is you know have that rule: no phone while waiting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. That sounds more like an uncommon rule. I don't know many people who do that, but anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, that's my last dad joke on this podcast for a semester because uh, we are now wrapping it up. I hope that you have a very merry Christmas slash Advent season. I hope that uh, you have a wonderful time as we. Uh, Uh, Wait our Savior together, and I cannot wait to celebrate this season and Christmas with you.